Hello, and welcome to the RV Lifestyle Experts, the podcast. My mission is to help make your RV lifestyle flow smoothly. Every month, I bring a new insight to the RV lifestyle. With 25 years living full-time on the road, my viewpoint may bring a little excitement or clarity to your day. Follow the rules or go home. Yes, fellow travelers, gone are the golden days when parks allowed uncensored leisure with no behavioral rules. Kids ran wild and grown-ups partied through the weekend, with the parks happy to suffer the damages. With the increase of millions of campers flooding the small amount of existing parks, those happy days are gone. With the number of first-time campers on the increase, I thought you might like to know the rules before starting this new adventure. Avoid ruining this trip by getting thrown out of the park due to ignorance. Simply forewarn your family or guests and encourage them to follow the common sense or sometimes insurance-driven stupid rules and have a fun time. Expect the park to hand you their printed expectations when you check in. Spend a few minutes reading them and then share the important ones with your entourage. The odds are high that all the parks in the area are full, so you may be homeward bound sooner than planned. One suggestion. If rule following is not your idea of a good time, call the park way ahead and have them email the rules to you. Parks are increasingly posting their rules online, so look around first. The damage costs for certain events often caused by inexperienced RV drivers may be found within this rule document too. If you're traveling with several children of varying ages, spend time learning what the park has to offer them. Kids kept busy seldom have time for explorations that lead to, well, many glitches that may turn out to be expensive. Don't expect the park to babysit for free either. Another thing to reinforce with your travelers is traffic safety. Bicycles, motorcycles, scooters, skates, small toddlers, big cars speeding, little cars speeding, you get the idea. If the park is small with secured playgrounds, safety is usually not an issue. Otherwise, letting the kids roam without supervision is scary. Be on the alert. Not only excessive alcohol imbibing while walking, but excitement overriding common sense can come together to form a disaster. This summer is a particularly sensitive vacationing time. Feeling the freedom to roam for the first time in several months can change a rational person into an idiot. Wearing a face covering when entering closed spaces can save your life, and don't get too close to your neighbor either. Hopefully, next summer brings more normality to your travels. But this summer, be careful. Here are some rules that are often displayed in spots around that campground or resort. No glassware in the pool area. And noodles may be forbidden. I say may because some resorts encourage them due to the average advanced age of their visitors. Be prepared to take a cold shower before entering the pool. These days, there may be a monitor present. 
The park's high insurance premiums often dictate allowed activity around the pool area, so be smart, follow the rules. With parks filling to capacity, being removed from the park for a rural infraction is common. Riding your bicycle over glass, grassy open areas may be prohibited. Look for signs. This is one of those stupid rules, in my humble opinion. However, some resorts get very upset when you mess up their expensive landscaping. Another reason for reading the rules online before making a reservation. Quiet hours are posted for the benefit of all visitors. If you want to party all night, be selective about the park you choose. Find a park that caters to this behavior. There's usually at least one in every seasonal area that welcomes our beers. Ask about quiet hour rules before reserving a spot. No walking or running through a populated RV site. This is a common courtesy, as in think of the site as your home. Strange people walking across your deck or driveway would not be tolerated there either. Loud offensive language is not allowed in most parks today. Regardless of your experience in past years, the tolerance level today is very low. Parking your extra car in an unoccupied RV site. This really riles up the park employees, so don't do it. Walking those extra steps from a designated parking area is part of the fun anyway. With water becoming scarce everywhere, washing your rig is by park permission only. If you do not see a sign, ask in the office first. Some parks give out hefty fines. Hiring an outside contractor that provides their own filtered water is the preferred plan. From many years of resort and campground experience comes this cautionary tale. Instead of trying to squeeze your car into that tight RV space, find a nearby designated open parking area. Generally, you sign a liability release when registering. If your car is hit by a reckless driver, you're stuck. There may be damage to the RV as well when your car slams into it. What a hassle. If using the park's shower facilities, make sure you have shower shoes, flip-flops, go-ahead songs, whatever you call them, along with a soap and a towel, plus a waterproof stool if you need to sit. Some showers are coin-operated, so pocket change can be a necessity. Monica Turner, MobileRVing.com, published this information for travelers that attempts to justify why campgrounds and resorts often don't meet your expectations. Perhaps this information helps you feel a little compassion for the industry. Wi-Fi access became vital for travelers only in the last few years, but the campground resort industry still looks at it as a perk, their response to customer complaints. The complimentary internet connection is not for Netflix. Many campgrounds are in rural areas with poor internet availability to begin with. Add that to the way campsites are spread out over, over a large area and you can already see how difficult providing Wi-Fi in a campground can be. When campers use their connections to download large files or stream videos, it slows down everybody's connections. 
It's better to use the campground's Wi-Fi to check your email or quickly check on social media and save the heavy usage for those times when you're not trying to get away from it all. Well, here's my response. If a campground or resort charging $50 a night or more advertises free Wi-Fi, they should spend the money to set up more transmitters around the park so every site is covered for at least a minimum service for email. Owners know what travelers want in internet access and they should provide it. This bait and switch fraud is what I would consider this process. If they charge for Wi-Fi, customers should get quality service. Often this service is outsourced, but it's the park's responsibility to make it work reliably. Here's some industry input about cable hookups. It's not the campground's fault the cable isn't working. The most frequent reason that campers complain about cable connections not working is actually a problem on the user side, not the campground side. It turns out that most RVs have a switch that determines whether the television is using the antenna or the cable connection. And not changing this switch to cable is almost always the reason that the campground's cable hookup doesn't work. Now, campgrounds could be right about this, so check this first before calling the office. Then there's the industry's desire to make us all housekeepers. The fire ring is not a garbage can. This is a frequent refrain, not just from campground owners, but also camp hosts, maintenance crews, and fellow campers. Please just put your garbage where it belongs and leave the fire ring clean for the next visitors. Okay, this is a valid complaint. I've seen it many times in my travelers. Really, people, be considerate. Next on the industry's list is justifying visitors' fees. They're not kidding about those visitor fees, and no, your friend can't swim without registering. To the untrained eye, visitors' fees might seem like a way to make some quick extra cash for campground owners, or simply a ridiculous rule but it turns out these restrictions are there for good reason. Many insurance policies for campground amenities like pools and game rooms only covered registered guests. So if there was to be an accident, it's very important that each person using those facilities is registered with the campground or resort. Often the fees go to covering the additional insurance required to cover more debt. Well, this is an interesting argument. Maybe we could get an insurance agent that deals with the campground industry to chime in here. I see why this next item is on the list. Good luck with this one. Don't kick or throw rocks into the grass. Children at RV parks love playing with the gravel on many campsites, and it hardly seems much of a problem if they move some of the small rocks into the grass while playing, right? Wrong. These pieces of gravel can become a huge problem when it's time to mow. If every single one is not carefully removed from the grass, which takes a lot of time and labor, the lawnmower could kick one up and hit a vehicle, or worse, a person. Yes, this can be dangerous. I was a victim of this at a private residence one time when my passenger window was destroyed by a stray rock from a weed eater, but I thought most commercial mowers had a safety device for this. 
Well, I think I've covered most of the rules that might seem foreign to new RVers. If I miss some important ones, send me a message and I can add it to this post at any time in the future. If you're looking for more information about the RV lifestyle, visit Amazon.com and take a look at my three-volume book for women-only RV Lifestyle Collection 1. It includes three of my eBooks in one eBook volume. This makes it easy to find the answers to your lifestyle questions. Ebook contains full versions of traveling solo in your RV, care and maintenance for your motorhome, and how to save money while enjoying the RV lifestyle. Join the thousands of women traveling alone in their RV and live the adventure of a lifetime. Everything you need to know to get started is included in For Women Only RV Lifestyle Collection 1. It's a simple life and all under your control. Here's a small taste of the information included. How to be safe on the road. What are the basic things to look for when buying a motorhome? Tips to show you how to buy an RV hundreds or thousands of miles away. What you need to know when choosing that first RV. How do you deal with the, R with the repair shop? What about sales tax and registration fees? How do you manage power, AC and DC? What do you need to learn about towing your car? Where are the best RV accommodations? What is boot docking, also known as primitive parking, and can you do it? Information about adding solar panels to be off the grid is in there too. Learn how to maintain a comfortable lifestyle on the road. Plus, plenty of tips on how to save money while enjoying that lifestyle. So look on the description page for a direct link to my ebook. Until next time, see you down the road.